Well, welcome to the Bromley Buzz yet again, another week, and we are here at the Newman Flexible Workspace, Bromley North Station, just one next, right next to it. And I'm here with the wonderful Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and myself, Zinat Narani of Vida della Mariposa Coaching. Yeah, and you can also hear us on Channel Radio on Mondays at ten thirty. And uh, yeah, we're, we're getting about. Uh, we've got a bit of BBC coming up, you know. I'll be talking about that later. Mm, and some exciting interviews. Uh, well, a really one, one exciting one interview. Really, yeah, I mean, you're, you're burning up with the excitement. So. I am absolutely burning up. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> well, I, I can believe that, actually. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to say who it is right now? Can I? Yeah, because it is later in the show. Even though, weirdly... We're recording the interview after we've done this, so hopefully it will be um, marvellous, uh, but in your mind it already is, and uh, you've been burning the floor with... No, I think we should let it be... No, it's not someone from the Beatles. <laughs> burning the floor. Shall we, shall we kind of keep it in suspense for our listeners? For a little bit longer. Oh, right, for, okay. Maybe for... I'll see how long I can actually hold it in for... <laughs> well, the initials are a K and a C. Yes, tr very true. And it's not anything to do with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so, uh, Darren, why don't you tell me what made you buzz this week? Well, I have a, a really very immediate buzz, actually. When I was walking down to uh, Newman Flexible Workspace this morning, mm. I was proceeding up East Street in Bromley, and I saw somewhere that we talked about in a recent show that's now opened, and that's the UT Bubble, Tree, Bubble Tea um, Oh, place. yes, I told you about yeah, that, yeah. You told me about it, but I hadn't seen it, and now I have. And uh, in the style of these uh, kind of Chinese tea, mm. uh, frothy coffee, whatever, uh, tea places. It's really cute. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's really inviting and enticing. Did you actually stop and have a coffee? Or, no, or not a coffee, a tea, sorry. I'm thinking about coffee <laughs> this morning. Haven't had my coffee this morning. Um, yeah, did you go and get a bubble tea? Uh, no, and not this time. The only one I've ever had was in Bristol, yeah. uh, which is what we talked about before. Mm. But I think I will go and uh, have one fairly soon, and I'll certainly pop in. I think they had things like um, a lovely chair in there with a, mm. what looked like a sort of pokemon -y character, soft yeah. toy thing on there. And it's all part of the general cuteness of it, and the staff It is. Nice it's very, very cute. Very oriental. Mm. Very inviting. I love the colours. Quite soothing as well. Mm. And you sip on your tea. Yeah, you could do with a bit of soothing up Perley um, Street, I think. Um, you know. it's, it's one of the party pubs of Bromley, isn't that where uh, the... Oh, I can't remember the name. Vuvu? Yes. Is that, uh, oh, my God, Vuvu. Yeah, I mean, that, that's soothing. Jason, that's especially for you. I wouldn't call it soothing. No. Mm. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. I did get down and groovy. And yes, that was and thanks the, to Jason. Yeah, Jason... He dragged me by the, by the skin of my teeth down there. Only kidding. I did have a good night. Yeah, that, that's our, our friend Jason from uh, Jade Window Cleaning and uh, in Bromley. Uh, yeah, he, he, um, he has a, a bit of excitement when confronted with such places. Yes. Uh, I, my excitement, first proper buzz, as you might call, mm. was Annie's Alpacas. No, this isn't in Bromley. I, although there are, I have seen alpacas um, not far from the... Well, what's the place called? Um, I have no idea. No, 
I'm thinking of something that is not. You are into your alpacas, aren't you? Mm. Um, hang on, it'll come back to me in a minute. Oh, that's it. Yes, by the Bo Peep pub, which is down at the kind of extreme end of Chelsfield as you get on to the M25. So little Bo Peep hasn't lost there is, her sheep, she's lost her alpacas. No, no, well, I think found them. There are some in the, <laughs> in the farmer's field opposite. I uh, saw a black one in there a while ago. However, uh, in Burmarsh, in Romney Marsh in Kent, mm-hmm. uh, there is an alpaca establishment where you can go and do treks. I went with one of my daughters and uh, we went around with Jolly Jim alpaca, Toby Two Shoes alpaca, and Dynamo Dave alpaca. Love the names. Yeah, they're great. And others. Uh, my one, uh, Jolly Jim was reasonably jolly and also turned out to be the most uh, insistent on going off path to eat as much grass as he could get his teeth into as well. He was like the worst behaved (laughs) one I had. But he's very forgivable and uh, he was also the only alpaca to have a rather nice moustache. Lovely. (laughs) I may have to take a trip down there. Now, technically, you should be putting people out of their suspense at this point because uh, on our schedule... Go on. Well, our amazing guest, guest mm. that uh, we interviewed. Uh, we s- we'll have interviewed. We'll yes. have interviewed, absolutely. By the time we get to that point, mm-hmm. <laughs> is no other than the one and only Kevin Clifton from Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Ex-dancer there. Uh, but, oh my gosh, yeah, he is going to be in a production called Burn, Burn the Floor. Burn the floor coming up soon and it's just you know it's so wonderful to be able to interview someone who it's just incredible not just an incredible dancer but he's an incredible soul as well just the vibrations you get from him so i'm super excited to be doing that so do continue to listen to the bromley buzz till we reach that point of the interview which we'll do later today then we'll find out why you had sleepless nights (laughs) <laughs> no no it's it's amazing i mean to be able to interview him and find out a little bit more about him his passion behind the scenes it's going to be absolutely incredible because do you know what darren the, the reason why i'm also very very excited because it's there's so much resemblance in terms of dancing and ice skating and when i was watching his documentary it just brought the hairs on the back of my neck up. Yeah, well, you can bring up the hairs on the back of our listeners' necks mm. on the 6th of February at the Churchill Theatre, which we will mention again later on. Yes. Um, okay, I'll tell you something else that um, floated my personal boat of late, and that was resuming the podcast after Christmas. It was lovely to uh, get together, albeit that time on Zoom. Now we're back mm. physical again, which is ironic, as I used the tune physical was our buzz out last Let's time. Get physical. That was good. The last podcast actually ended on us laughing. <laughs> so we've done that. So. Well, we're always laughing, aren't we? Well, this is very true. I mean, we're meant to be upbeat. That's what we're the tone we're trying to set with this. And yeah, we're back weekly. Mm. Mm. Um, you entered uh, the new year with your first <laughs> espresso martini uh, yes. in your company in the GPO the former post office in Orpington mm. um, not very many days ago at all and um, as a person whose taste in drinks had been fairly basic don't like beer do like wine do like uh, whiskey uh, thanks to 
Hmm. Sarah Marsh Collins, I think, actually. No, it was you. Mm-hmm. You, you. You put me up to this. Yes. I don't know. Mindset coach, well-being coach, and one of the best bits of well-being you ever did for me was, was introducing me to do an martini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so very nice at the GPO, I have to say. Yeah. And so were the staff on the night, by the way. There you are. Indeed. So that was a good one. Uh, come on, give me um, your first buzz. So yeah. my first buzz, um, well, I kind of gave my first buzz already, Kevin Clifton. I mean, what can beat that? Okay, you can't mention <laughs> Kevin Clifton on every point in the entire show. I oh, just want come to say on. this. I mean, when, when I'm talking later on about a hundred year old Polish resident of Bromley and you go Kevin Clifton in the middle of it, that's going to sound not? weird. Do you know what? It's really bizarre. I normally don't get all emotionally gooey and hmm. over um, people's names, you know, famous people and all of that. But there's something special about him. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going on about him again. Okay, I'm buzzing out of Kevin Clifton until later on. <laughs> well, I hope you can actually get through the interview in one piece. Because uh, sure as a person that's interviewed a lot of people myself, mm. I've only been utterly thrown once. Okay. And uh, I interviewed uh, the son of a famous blues music mm. uh, artist called John Lee Hooker. So it was John Lee Hooker Jr. Mm. Okay. And I got to the, a point in the interview and he was saying to me, yeah, my, my father really liked... Um, Britain in the UK and uh, when he came here they started calling him Sir John Sir John uh, Lee Hooker and he liked it so much that when he went home he started answering the phone in that way so it would (laughs) be all right so John Lee Hooker here and when he said that that just completely melted my mind and I couldn't concentrate on what the next question was but you know what that just shows that we're human and that we do have our thoughts and emotions I mean speaking of that I you know I remember one time uh, on my radio show, I was pre-recording for Mindset Matters, mm. and one of my guests was sharing their personal journey of mental health, and it was just so touching that I got so emotional that actually I didn't, I couldn't speak. Mm. I didn't know what to then ask because I was taken back by it, but in a good way. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes the guests themselves are, are pretty good at filling in anyway. Yes, and they some, are. some of them get asked the same question so many times, they'd rather go off to something they enjoy talking about mm-hmm. so they can fill the gap for you. I've got to do a bit of talking my own uh, this week, uh, and that's because the, the purpose of the Bromley Buzz isn't just to talk about Bromley mm-hmm. within Bromley and within the podcast itself, it's also actually to champion Bromley outside wherever possible. Mm-hmm. So, I am going to be on BBC Radio London. Uh, this week, um, whether that's before or after I publish the podcast remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But Eddie Nesta, uh, his show Wednesday the tenth of January, uh, which is called Trends at Twelveish, um, and that's about twelve twelve p.m. to twelve twenty or so. If it's anything like the one last week, uh, last week was fun. I was listening to this on BBC Sounds. Mm. Uh, they had a chat from Ealing uh, called Mark on, and uh, it was really. You know, an interesting slot, and there was a lot of honesty in the way that Mark was uh, speaking, uh, which was kind of encouraging to me. And he started talking about uh, news in Ealing, and one bit was a, a very well-off man there who was paid the money to advertise on local hoardings for a bride, because otherwise it's an arranged <laughs> marriage for mm. him, or so goes the story. So you can apply in Ealing to be this guy's wife. Uh, apparently, the catch concerned is 29 years old, a self-styled entrepreneur who claims to be extroverted and grounded and wants someone of the same faith, but awkwardly didn't actually say which faith it was. Um, yeah, Mark the guest 
was not impressed, actually. <laughs> he said he doesn't think the guy's got any intention of marrying whoever comes forward on this one, and he's just doing self-publicity. And he was also rather irritated that uh, the guy didn't say why he would be a good husband to <laughs> said woman. So, uh, dear me, um, I, I don't have any similar things to talk about in Bromley yet. I haven't seen anyone advertising for wives or husbands around here, but judging by what uh, said in that show last week, just don't do it. Well, you probably need to go on to Bumble. <laughs> yeah, there's so many names for the, these sites. These sites. Um, I wanted to share one of my buzzes. Uh, well, actually, I've got a couple of buzzes. I'm going to interrupt your buzz. Oh, no, you're not you know, no. Only briefly. Okay, go on. Um, when this uh, interview uh, takes place, mm. um, it will be available for the next 30 days on BBC Sounds on Eddie Nestor's show channel. Mm. So uh, you can look out for that and hear what on earth I got up to saying. Yeah, Back to your buzz. So that's Wednesday, isn't it? 10th yeah. of January from 12... 12 or so. 12 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so look out on that. Trends at 12-ish. Mm. Brilliant. I'm exciting. I'm exciting. That made no sense whatsoever. I'm excited. Well done. <laughs> nice reset. Nice reset. Um, so my buzz was, uh, well, upcoming buzz, mm. which I'm really looking forward to, and I'm sure you will be, and uh, your lovely wife, Jackie, mm-hmm. Sarah Marsh-Collins, and uh, Jason. We're going to be going to the um, Bromley Mayor's Charity Dinner in Petswood. Yes, the Ming Restaurant. I the believe. Ming Restaurant, yes. Really, really excited about um, the food, of course. Mm-hmm. But meeting um, everyone again, because the last time we met was at the Charity Ball, so there'll be a few more familiar faces, which will be lovely to see again. Lovely night out. How are you on, um, what's the main Chinese duck dish, uh, shredded duck, whatever it's called? Oh, um, oh my God, it's just it's one of my favourite dishes. Crispy duck. Thank you. Crispy I duck. have a feeling that crispy <laughs> duck might be on the menu. Yeah. But uh, I'm, a absolute, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm an absolute non-duck eater. So be prepared for extra okay. duck on the night. Z. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you throw the ducks my way and I'll quack away. <laughs> oh, I love dear. it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, looking forward to that. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my Mindset Matters show. Because on the 8th of January, uh, that was one year of my show. Yeah, that actually gave me a bit of a buzz to see that. By word, my word, that has just flown by. It has. And just thank you to all the amazing guests that I've had on the show. And also thank you to all my sponsors um, from Intune PR, Mm. um, from SMB Record Management, Jade Window Cleaning Services, um, IRE Real Estate um as well and mindberry you know i've had some great sponsors and you know and not only that all the people who've been tuning in and supporting me and really kind of behind me on this a big shout out to them there's so many of them out there Um, obviously obviously we do love a listener on this show as you do on yours yes uh so that's been absolutely wonderful really really great great buzz there Uh, we went to a gym the other day and um, called the Lift Each Other studio. We've um, had um, Neil from there on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this time I managed to nab a brownie uh, from the refreshments, which was claimed to be yes. no fat, no calories and so on. <laughs> but sadly the, uh, uh, <laughs> the lady made that made Lauren. them was Lauren. Making, making this up. Yeah, Lauren. Mm. Oh, she makes a mean brownie. 
Yeah, well, the, the thing is, I've also got some bean trainers in there, so uh, if you need to burn it off, mm-hmm. uh, that is a place to go in Orpington. Uh, and it was good. I, I met uh, Kent's sixth strongest man from the strongest man in Kent competition, because mm-hmm. he had it on his T-shirt. Wonderful Not that he was the sixth, but, but about the competition, it was a generic mm-hmm. T-shirt. And I said, oh, did you, um, are you the strongest man in Kent, or is that something you went to? He said, yes, but I was sixth. Yeah. Uh, so he was a, he was a big, big guy. I had a lovely picture of him and you on Instagram. Yes, you can see the size difference there. I know, but and I, I, I look I really his... tough with my dumbbell. Your little dumbbell, mm. by comparison. Excuse me, little dumbbell. It was very, very heavy. It was, I think, six or eight kgs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty heavy for me. Oh, I need to avoid Steve because I chopped his head off in the photo. <laughs> Oh dear, that's not so great. <laughs> no, but um, Leo, Leo Jim had their opening day, and um, with Leo Jim, I, you know, what's different about this gym is they've got mindfulness and life coaching services available, which is what I do there. So mm. I'm part of Leo Jim, and I provide the mindfulness and life coaching skills services there because it's not just about getting physical. Let's get no, not again physical. <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> I'll tell you what, talking about things which are different and, mm. and that gym, I don't know much about the world of, of mm. gyms, uh, as you can tell by looking at me. Uh, but one of, one of the things they do is um, for pregnant ladies. Uh, that really, really threw me when I first heard it. But yeah, being in shape and, or being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? healthy mm. uh, while pregnant is important yeah. so it, it struck me as a really rather nice service yeah absolutely not that I can ever take well, it well that's why they have certain classes like the mass classes that's obviously that's for breathing but other physical because when you deliver and we're not going to go into the ins and outs of it but being healthy and strong helps you with the delivery process and also after so you know when women kind of encounter going a bit more saggy down there um, all those kind of things it just helps with that and it gives them that confidence boost. Mm. Well, you know, there is a piece of conversation mm. you hear quite often, which is, how does she look so good after? Oh, I know. Yeah, that, that really upsets whoever's in the rest of the conversation as a rule. Anyway, moving anyway, on. Moving on, yes. Moving on, we've got your affirmation of the week or your empowering question, whichever mm-hmm. one it is you're going to do us. And I'd like to see you do it with or without Kevin Clifton being involved. <laughs> well, now that you said I'm going to do it... Mm. With or without Kevin Clifton. <laughs> you need to be careful with your words. Right, okay. Okay, so. We are seriously. going to conduct a professional interview with Kevin Clifton with no contact involved later on, which we'll be parking in the show. Uh, anyway, come on, affirmation. Okay, affirmation. So, uh, this week's affirmation is What does happiness and success mean to you? And I think that's a really, really nice one to put out this for 2022 as we embark on a new journey with new opportunities available to yourself and to others out there. Really evaluating, you know, what, what's going to make you happy this year? What is happiness to you? And what, how and what is success? I can give you one uh, response to that. Uh, and that is... One factor can be for humans, growth. And we, before the show, we were talking about a lady who uh, has a, a business in Bromley, mm. uh, and that 
She appears to be giving services which are to do with the physical nature. I'm going to speak to her yet, so I'm not being too specific here. Mm. Um, and she's going to be taking this from um, booking out other people's premises to owning her own. Mm. Now, that journey, that kind of thing, where you start off in a business and then you become part of the high street or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. That, uh, and hopefully you go one high street place, two high street places, and you end up like M&S and you go all over the country. Mm. That kind of journey is really interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm going to be talking to her, inviting her onto the show, and maybe we can track her journey over the next few months. That would be wonderful. Mm. Yeah, and it will be, be kind of, it will be interesting to see, you know, what her happiness and success is in the business. Because, I mean, I talk to many business people around, and some people want to grow their business, like you were saying, mm. from small, getting onto the high street, and getting larger and larger eventually hitting like M&S style or whatever that may be. Other people are just content in having something really small, just simple local business and not even going to, to that scale of growth. Yeah, uh, it's, like the, it's like the difference between people who are always wanting, like me, to try out new and different cuisine. Mm. And people like a neighbour of mine when I used to live in Cornwall. More like you who eating insisted mince pies during in, Christmas time in every don't location. Don't talk to me about mince pies. Think of the past for another year. Um, yeah, he asked his wife, asked, insisted, this is not a sign of a good relationship, mm. to do him a roast meal every single day, all year round. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, that's grounds for divorce, if you ask me. <laughs> right, anyway, away from, away from, away from divorcing, and, and I suspect if you were indeed a married lady, that uh, you might well, at the hint, slightest hint of an invitation, be going off with Kevin Clinton, uh, who's already spoken for, I might add. But... Um, Yes, uh, you, you will have, by the time this goes out, uh, interviewed him. So let's introduce... Kevin Beck. Clifton. Right, this is a little uh, update to the show in show, because Zena and I have actually just finished talking to Kevin Clifton and we had a whale of a time. And I, did, I didn't need an ice bath. I don't know what you need after that. I think you'll be reflecting that on years as a real highlight. Do you know what? It. Oh, my God, it was so fabulous to actually talk to him he's so down to earth and I could resonate with everything he was saying um, we've just heard an introduction to what was going to be Kevin Clifton but it was actually us uh, <laughs> now you will hear Kevin Clifton but this time because he gave us practically an hour of his time yes uh, this will be an excerpt of the full version which will go out as a special episode separately yeah. so enjoy the excerpt and look out for the full version which is really interesting he gave us so much Good stuff. Yes. Thank so you, much. Kevin Clifton. Thank you. Kevin Clifton from the Burnley Floor production is heading to uh, the Churchill Theatre on Sunday, the 6th of February. Welcome to the Bromley Bus. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Not as excited as we are, I suspect. I know. Hometown. Yeah, we're, we're both fans anyway, and uh, especially Zemax. So I'm handing over questions. You're going to hand it over to me then. So, um, yeah, you know, there's so many questions I want to ask you. But first of all, why don't you tell us a little a bit about the show itself? So Burn the Floor, um, originally it started, um, it's nearly 25 years ago now. Um, it actually came to be, it was at um, Elton John's birthday party. Um, I'm not sure which, like a 50th or something like that. And he um, he decided that he wanted to have some ballroom dancers at his birthday party. And um, this was sort of before Strictly Come Dancing. So it wasn't like a sort of a big fashionable thing to have ballroom dancers around at the time. But he wanted a load of ballroom dancers. And um, 
there's never really been anything like that at that point. Uh, everything in the ballroom world was about competitions um, mm -hmm. or exams, and, and there wasn't any sort of theatre for, for ballroom. Um, so it didn't really exist. So um, someone just grabbed a load of sort of ballroom competitors, got them in a room and said, do you want to put something together? Put, put a few numbers together and you can perform at Elton John's birthday. So these dancers went there and it, apparently it went down such a storm, like everyone loved it, mm. that a producer went, there's definitely something in this. Uh, we, should, we should get this and put them on stage and make a show out of it. Um, so they put them in rehearsals and that show became Burn the Floor. And it sort of, in the beginning, it was, it was this massive, great big production um, that toured around and it was really successful. And I remember when, when, I, was, when I was younger, I had like the VHS video of it that I used to watch all the time. VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm showing my age. And then um, one, of the, one of the main dancers, um, a couple called Jason Gilkiston and Peter Roby from, uh, from Australia, um, they decided to sort of take it on um, and take it further and, and create a new show. Mm -hmm. And they stripped right back and went like, why don't we create the sort of edgiest thing that we can and really push the choreography and use uh, influences from different styles of dance and, and that kind of thing and made a new show out of it. And then since then, it's been a, it's been a dance company that's been sort of, the show has been evolving and evolving uh, throughout the years. And um, I joined in 2008 when sort of giving up the competition world uh, I didn't have any love for the competition world anymore and I didn't really know what to do I was actually sort of giving up dancing and right. um okay. and uh, Jason and Peter said to me why don't you come out to Australia and see what we're doing over here with, with burn the floor and uh I did and and that kind of saved my dance career really like I, I was ready to give up but burn the floor sort of inspired mm -hmm. me to keep going and um I joined in 2008 We've been on a real ride of like 2009, we did Broadway, 2010, we did West End, um, and we've sort of toured all over the world. And then obviously with sort of Strictly and things like that, that kind of like took over my life in, in, in different areas, but I always get hooked back into Burn the Floor um, every, every now and again to, to do another tour with them because um, it's just two hours of, for me, the best Borum and Latin dancing in the world with, with some of the most insane dancers who are, who are constantly striving to push the boundaries as, as yeah. much as possible. Right. Zee, have you, have you cooled down yet after that? <sighs> well, I need an ice bath. You probably need one while you're interviewing him. You should, we should have arranged for that. Do uh, the Newman Flexible Workspace have an ice bath? They can let out to people? Mm, oh, we will yet. ask Amy in reception on the way down. Yeah. Well, having interviewed Kevin, I'm hoping there'll be lots of other opportunities to um, interview other people like you know I, I I love Johannes he's just amazing as well um, especially you know in 2020 when he was dancing with Jane, uh, John yes and um, yeah he's another great one I just he's, he's just got the softness about him as well but yeah. can, can you remember what their Halloween dance was um, they had these big sort <sighs> of um, 1950s bouffant yeah, full of hair things going on at did, the time and uh, to me, that werewolfy thing that they did. That was really uh, good. Yeah, it, it was absolutely awesome, actually. I didn't actually enjoy it that much at the time, but the more I think about it, the more I love it. Anyway. Anyway, moving, moving on, on from Strictly stuff, uh, let's look at some news. Yes, and in news news, we have actually old news from last week. We were talking about the mayor of Bromley's newsletter. 
uh, Councillor Russell Miller. Mm. Uh, now, the second edition of that newsletter talked about Mrs. Elizabeth Piarski, mm. or Piarski, that's better. Um, and she was being featured in that because the mayor met her, she's 100 years old, and uh, she comes from Poland and was part mm. of General Anders' army. Uh, or at least to do with the support structure around General Anders' army. This was exiled Poles uh, in the war who had been taken into Russia, managed to get out of Russia after a vast 9,000 miles walk from labour camps. Uh, Anyway, I was uh, just rummaging around looking up General Anders' army, which I hadn't heard of, and I went on to BBC Sounds again, and I found the Odyssey of General Anders' army show. Mm. which uh, can be found easily enough on there. And it's about five survivors, of whom she was one, who travelled 9,000 miles from the Soviet labour camps to freedom. Uh, From Vilno, Elizabeth was a Red Cross nurse at the Battle of Monte uh, Cassino. And it was really exciting to find that, so I'm going to have a good listen. You know, talking about her birthday Mm. being 100 years old, I wonder if she got a card from the Queen, or is that a letter that you get? Telegram. Telegram. Yeah, although these many days might be an email. It no. might be an email. <laughs> yeah. All right, talking of other modern things, Enterprise Nation, uh, the body or a body which is for startup and growing smaller mm-hmm. businesses and uh, individual entrepreneurs, uh, they have set up a small business networking group uh, in Bromley. So if you look up their website, you'll find it. Brilliant. Excellent. Mm, I'm part of it. Uh, apologies for the, the little squeaking sound. It's the walls outside. <laughs> it is not our bellies growling. We would say that, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, exciting stuff. So, at Spotted on Social, Nanny Smith on Instagram. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, Nanny Smith is a deli in Farnborough Village. And I like this one. I think... Yeah, you, you of course would never need this, Z, but in your favour, actually, <laughs> on their uh, Instagram, Nanny Smith underscore Delhi, mm-hmm. uh, they claimed, Delhi Newsflash, Nanny invents world's best hangover cure, uh, hashtag comfort food, Bromley food, delicious food, etc, etc, and it appears to be a somewhat advanced version of a BLT sandwich, but I'm not complaining, if they said it, it's um, good for a... A hangover, mm. next time I have one down I'll go. There you go. I, I'm not a massive fan of BLT sandwiches. So, yeah, it might not work for me. Right, how can I do it? What do how they say for a hangover? They just say, have another beer in the morning. Hair of the put, dog, yeah. Or put some chilli in there. Well, maybe they've done hair of the dog and it's actually a brandy lettuce. Hair of the dog, that doesn't really sound uh, appetising. No, it does sound horrible. Moving on to something uh, which is less oh, horrible. Oh, St. Olaf's Grammar School, yeah. Great now, one, school. One of the things I do plan to talk about, mm. uh, provided the BBC Radio London let me, uh, on the show on Wednesday, mm. is local school children. Because we talked about that quite yeah. a lot last week. You, you alerted me to uh, this schoolboy who had raised a tonne of money, money. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. £2,000, was it? Yeah. Or towards £2,000. Do you remember what it was for? Um... It was, oh my goodness, I've gone blank. Um, this is why putting you on the spot is about I know. Idea. Or myself, because <laughs> I've forgotten as well. No, but he did it for a good cause. Of, I think it was to do with Bromley charity. Food bank. food bank, that's it. That Bromley it. Food Bank. And he did it through the Rockstars timetable platform. Yeah. Now, that and other young okay. people in the area are continually doing outstanding stuff, mm. which we love sharing. Absolutely. So, and it doesn't have to be as dramatic as that. It can be smaller stuff that means stuff to people who are part of a journey to being the next mm. Emma Rayna Cardu, the next Dina Asher-Smith, or, or just the next be? person who's getting fitter. Mm. Uh, and so St. Olav's, at St. Olav's Grammar School, 
uh, tweeted out, congratulations to Raphael Huel, who has placed first in the South and Southeast Regional Under-16 qualify Qualifier for the British Modern Biathlon Championships on 8th of January. Well, which will have occurred by now. Hope he did well. And will now progress... Obviously, place first. They happened. Um, and they will, he will now progress to the Biathlon Championships later this year. Well, the best of luck to him. Fabulous. Yep. And we have a What's On. Now, last week, I managed to talk about this What's On and didn't have the name to hand because I couldn't remember it. Mm. So I'm not doing that twice running. This time I researched it properly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read out the first part of this, which is the paragraph on our little document here, which um, goes after 13th February Bromley Little Theatre, upstairs and downstairs, in conversation with Dame Eileen Atkins, live on stage. You can say what they they do. Yeah, so um, this is what was said. uh, An intimate evening of conversation with the wonderful Dame Eileen Atkinson, drawing on her career in theatre, film and television, which started in 1953. Now, she has won numerous awards, including the BAFTA, Screen Actors, Guild, Oliver and Drama Desk Awards, and many other nominations. Now, the evening will um, include a book singing session, Silent book singing, sorry. <laughs> book. Well, they're singing with joy. Physical. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey. <laughs> book signing session of her book, Will She Do? Yeah, and um, oh, I, I, I looked her up on Wikipedia. Now, I was right when I said last week that uh, she was responsible partially for Upstairs, Downstairs, the mm. TV show. Co-created, apparently. And also The House of Elliot, which I absolutely loved as a show as well, along with a lady called Jean Marsh. Uh, and wrote the screenplay for the 1997 film Mrs. Dalloway, and the list goes on. The last film thing that she appeared to be involved in was Magic in the Moonlight in 2014. Mm. But that, that's a rather impressive CV. You do not get damehood without being serious. God, look at that. Yeah, and lots of things there, isn't there? So, 13th of February, if you're around, uh, and the Bromley Buzz will probably be there as well if they haven't sold their ticket yet. Super duper. Hmm. And that may bring us to the end of the show if someone isn't planning to interrupt me in our traditional interruption Surprise, slot. surprise. Uh, we may close the show. Me. Kevin Clifton, Kevin Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're... Poor guy, he's not going to forget his name, is he? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave all that stuff about Kevin Clifton in even if he blows us out and doesn't appear on the show. Because uh, he's got other um, yeah. commitments and things. I mean, you know, I think it's really wonderful for him to take time out to talk to us and I you know I really you know we really appreciate that and so many other people will if he hasn't made an appearance in it um, can I do an excerpt of you crying but he will have done <laughs> I sincerely hope so <laughs> hmm see a re-record coming here right it strictly what Tris strictly songs do you like that we might be able to try and uh, buzz out to oh her? my goodness can't even remember what the theme is to strictly no I can actually so we attempt strictly I... theme I'm going to allow you to do that by yourself. Oh, crumbs. Yeah, I'm getting confused with physical in my head now. (laughs) Why don't we just... Sounds like saying my name. And this is the end of the Bromley Buzz for this week. Thank you.